Welcome to the Photography Horizons podcast. My name is Bob Shank, and this is episode 6. Today we are going to talk about composition, how to properly compose a subject in your camera to get the most out of your photograph. We will discuss some of the basic rules of composition and when to think about breaking these rules. With digital images and all the software that helps us in post-processing, it might be tempting to just snap a photo and say, I'll fix it in post. You could, but this will require a lot more work on the back end. Why not get it right in the camera to begin with? This is our main topic today. First, let's look at what's on the horizon this week. PPE, or Photo Plus Expo, is scheduled for October 27th to 29th in New York City. This photo expo is a great place to meet and greet other photographers, take in a few photography seminars, and see new photo gear on display. A wide variety of seminars are scheduled, and the lineup contains some big names, including the following. Jasmine Starr, Bambi Cantrell, Joe McNally, Rick Salmon, Vincent LaFerre, Catherine Hall, Jay Meisel, and many, many more. Pre-registration through October 25th is only $99, and there are additional registration packages you can choose from ahead of time. Check out their website at www.photoplusexpo.com. That's all the news I have for this week, so let's move on to our working horizon, composition. Composition is defined as to how the subject or subjects in a photograph are arranged. There are several rules for composition that I will cover momentarily, but let me begin with a story of when I was a student at Temple University. I was taking classes for a degree in journalism, and I was very glad to take the obligatory class in black and white photography. It was film photography back then, and each week our professor gave us photo assignments typically tied to a theme. Our job was to go out that week and make photographs of each specific assignment. For example, one week we had this as an assignment. Number one, converging lines, no railroad tracks. Number two, texture. And number three, framing. So that week, we took our cameras out to fulfill the assignment. And then we had to develop our black and white film and make 8 by 10 enlargements, which we had to attach onto a mat board to take into class. Once we got to our class, the professor would show each of our photographs through a projector for all of us to see. And then the critiques began. And believe me, our professor was brutal. This could be more than a little intimidating, but it helped us get better like almost nothing else in the world. Another week we had these assignments. Number one, S-curve. Number two, framing. Number three, shallow focus. Number four, repetition of theme. And number five, formal balance. I don't think I realized it back then during that class, but our professor was teaching us through the assignments about composition, how to and what to include in a photograph, and lessons in how to compose and arrange the objects in the photograph to make them more pleasing or to help drive home the message we were trying to communicate in our photographs. I learned a whole lot from that one class. Okay, so what are some basic rules of composition? I will list three to get started. Rule number one. Do not bullseye your subject. In other words, do not put your subject dead center in the photograph. 
A more pleasing position can be found off to one of the sides or even above or below dead center. Experiment with this. Take a photograph of any subject and put it right in the center of the frame. Then try some other locations. Look at the photos and see how they look. Which one do you think looks better? Rule number two. Do not cut the frame in half with a horizon line. If you are shooting a sunset or a lake, do not have the horizon or the water right in the middle of the photograph. Try moving it up or down about one-third of the way. Again, take photographs as an experiment and see which are more appealing to your eye. Rule number three. Do learn and do use the rule of thirds. This rule or guideline takes your frame and places an imaginary tic-tac-toe board over top it. Some digital cameras even can actually place fine black lines in your viewfinder to help you use this rule. The idea is to place your main subject at one of the four positions where these lines intersect. This puts the subject in the slight upper left or right or the slight lower left or right of the frame. Now, that being said, there are some times when breaking the rule is not only okay, but to be encouraged. I can think of two good examples of this. First, let's suppose you are creating a reflection with water on a lake. You want the reflection to exactly match the main object of a tree line or whatever. By placing the horizon line right in the middle, you can create a photograph that looks like a mirror copy from top to bottom. This can be an effective way to break this rule about positioning the horizon line anywhere but in the exact middle of the frame. Second, let's say you are photographing a subject with the goal of creating formal balance, where everything is the same either on both sides or on the top and the bottom. This could be another time when placing the horizon line right in the middle might just work. Here are a couple additional thoughts about composition. When there is a person or an animal looking to the right or the left in your photograph, give them some space to look into. For example, let's suppose you have an elk on the left side of the frame. Keep the elk to the left side of the frame and leave some landscape to the right so the elk has somewhere to look. It just appears awkward if the elk is looking right out of the frame. Another good idea is to zoom in or get closer to your subject. Try this. Take a photograph of any of your favorite subjects. Now, walk closer or zoom in to your subject and take another photograph. Now, walk closer again or zoom in again and take another photograph. Do this repeatedly over and over again until you are almost on top of your subject. Compare the different photos and see which ones look the best. Depth of field can make for interesting photographs too. With a depth of field, say, of f16, a whole lot of the image will be in clear focus. Conversely, at f2.8, only a small portion of the photograph will be in focus. You can purposely keep some things out of focus to create depth in your photograph. Turning your camera 90 degrees in the vertical or portrait position can help in some instances. Tall trees, wide receivers catching a pass, and other subjects can be greatly enhanced by using this portrait position. Do not just shoot everything in the landscape position. Turn your camera and experiment. Lastly, be sure to identify and focus well on your subject. 
I do some critiquing of photographs, and sometimes I see photos that are so busy and full of objects that it's difficult, if not impossible, to tell what the actual subject really is in the photograph. Simple is often better. Focus on the main subject and blur the other objects with a shallow depth of field. Or, zoom into the main subject and completely eliminate the other objects. You are trying to tell a visual story with your photograph, so be very clear and to the point with your photographs. Utilizing these basic rules of composition will greatly improve your photographs. My suggestion is to take this on as an assignment and try each of the rules individually and separately. To make this more fun, I will give you this assignment and have you submit your best photographs for each category so we can see them and compare them together. Here is the assignment. Number one, no bullseyes. Number two, horizon line. Number three, rule of thirds. Number four, break one of the rules. Once you take your photographs, upload them to our Flickr account so we can all see them. Instructions on how to do this will be on our show notes page. To sweeten this assignment and make it a little competitive, I will award the best submission in each of the four categories with a free 8x10 print of any of the nature images on my website. The deadline for submissions is November 15th, so get busy with the assignment and submit your best images. As always, I would love to hear your comments about this podcast. You can leave a comment on our website or on our iTunes page. We also would love to have you rate our podcast on the iTunes site. That's it for now. Join us next week to hear about new horizons for your photography. You can find out more about me at www.bobshankphotography.com and more about this podcast at www.photographyhorizons.wordpress.com. What's next on the horizon of your photography? Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.
Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.